The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 8th chapter. When Jesus came down from the mountain, great crowds followed him, and behold, a leper came to him and knelt before him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a proof to them. When he entered Capernaum, a centurion came forward to him, appealing to him, Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home, suffering terribly. And he said to him, I will come and heal him. But the centurion replied, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof, but only say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I too am a man under authority, with soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he marveled and said to those who followed him, Truly I tell you, with no one in Israel have I found such faith. I tell you, many will come from east and west and recline at table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, while the sons of the kingdom will be thrown into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And to the centurion Jesus said, Go, let it be done for you as you have believed. And the servant was healed at that very moment. The season of Epiphany that we are in right now is a season of life. It is a prolonged celebration of Jesus Christ being God manifested in the flesh. And we mark this season by miracles, a survey of our Lord's healing miracles which showed him to be who he truly was. The question was asked of people during his ministry, and rightly so, how can he do the things that he does and not be from God? People saw his miracles, and after seeing those miracles, many people came to believe in and follow Jesus. And so they are held up for us today. Jesus Christ is the light of the world, and his deeds, his works, which scatter sin and death's darkness, prove him to be that light. And this proof is on full display in the miracle from Matthew's Gospel this morning, both of them, but especially the second one. But I want to focus on another proof for Jesus Christ being the light of the world today. That of the proof of Christians ourselves. When I was in college, I was really into Christian apologetics. I've talked about this before. That means reading books, defending Christianity against people that say Christianity is not true. I wanted to argue everybody, not just into the church, but once I became a Lutheran, boy, I was what they call a, a bulldog rabid convert. People want to talk about the weather? Nope, let's talk about theology. Sports? No, let's talk about theology. You want to talk about family and friends? No, we need to talk about theology. I was that guy, and I thought that if I read enough and I had just the right arguments with all of the points and able to memorize the objections and have the right responses, then I could argue people into the faith and all of these pagans would be destroyed by my facts and logic. Well, my motivation was good, wasn't it? I mean... I, you can't really argue with that. We are told in the epistles that we should give a defense for the hope that we have in season and out of season. We should do our best in our time and place to share the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, with others. But in all fairness, my methods were not that good. Most people in the world, maybe you're one, but I think most people are not convinced by polemical arguments. 
okay? Meeting somebody that comes up to you and wants to sell you on something and then giving you 17 reasons why you're currently wrong, and if you don't say yes to my reasons, well, then you're an idiot, okay? Who really is convinced by that sort of presentation? I didn't convince anybody when I was that way. All I succeeded in doing, really, was being that guy that people are like, oh, well, it's Thanksgiving again, and there's Aaron, and oh, wow, he's talking about the Lutheran Church again. Great, wonderful. Made family gatherings a little bit awkward. Now, there is a place for this, to go know the answers to objections, but arguing is not necessarily the best way. And that brings us to Matthew 5, a little earlier in the Gospel before our reading today. Hear Jesus' words. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Now, if you understand the words, give glory to your Father in heaven as people being drawn to God and believing in him, I think it's easy to understand the template that Jesus is laying out there for Christians to live by. He's not talking about being showy, you know, purposefully trying to get an audience for the good that we do, but he's talking about just living everyday lives as Christians with a legitimate charity that flows forth naturally out of believing in Jesus Christ and his justification and having God's love in our hearts. Jesus says in John's Gospel, as John records, by this all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. You see, people will know that we belong to God. And people will often believe or come to believe because of it, or more accurately, they'll be drawn to the church where they will hear the word and come to believe. They will see the love that Christians have in our lives, the charity that we have, what faith in Jesus Christ has moved us toward, and they will want in. They will want to be a part of that family that we are a part of. And that brings us to the centurion, the Roman centurion today, the second miracle in Matthew's gospel. After all of it's done, Jesus says of this foreign occupier, this soldier from a different country, I haven't seen faith like his in all of Israel. A faith which this man manifests in his confession about who Jesus is and what he can do. A faith, though, that is also manifested by the Roman centurion's action. Think about his interaction with Jesus again. He doesn't come to him and say, Hey, Jesus, I heard you're a fixer, and my servant's paralyzed, and I'm paying for it. I'm just throwing money away on this guy. He eats. He doesn't do anything. Nothing that he used to do is getting done. I have to pay somebody else to do that. Can you help me out? My bottom line's hurting. No. When the Roman centurion approaches Jesus, he says, My servant is suffering. The man actually cares about his worker. He wants to help the person that God has placed on the road in front of him in his life. He believes in Jesus, what he has heard, and that moves him not only to know how things work, but to actually go out of his way to act charitably on his servant's behalf. The light of Jesus Christ is certainly clear in this story, in this miracle. By what Jesus does, we see him to be the light, but the light is also evident in the centurion. And that he has faith that acts out itself 
in love for those around him. You see, friends, Jesus Christ is the light of the world. And insofar as we are in him, insofar as we are Christians, we are reflectors of his light to the world around us. We show the reflection of his light and glory when we forgive other people, when they sin against us, and we forgive freely. We show that light when we give freely of what we've been given, giving generously to those who are in need. We show his light when we do our best to love others. Love is a natural fruit of those that believe in Jesus Christ. If you're his, if you belong to him, you can't help but to show love. And just like a good investment, showing love, showing charity to others pays great dividends. It helps the people that are in need when we show the love to them. That's the first one. They are benefit by it. It builds up the body of Christ when we show charity to each other in this church. And it gives testimony of a clear conscience that we have before God. But for our purpose this morning, it testifies. The love we show and the charity we show testifies that Jesus Christ is true. He is God's Son, and we are in Him and He in us. Like so many other people that were healed by our Lord's miracles, I would be very, very surprised if that Roman centurion servant, whatever his name was, whoever he was, wherever he was from, I would be very surprised if after all of this, he did not become a Christian, a follower of Jesus. First, of course, thanks to the miracle itself. He benefited, he could walk again. That's almost enough by itself, I would say. But I would say this, also thanks to his master, the centurion, and his care for him, his love for him, his heart for him that moved him to action. How could that not make an impression on this man? How could it not change him and his outlook? How could it not give him a new direction, a direction which pointed to God in Christ? Theologically, I am a Christian personally because God chose me before the foundation of the world, the same way that he did all Christians. He called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified, and has kept me in the one true faith, as the catechism teaches us. But practically, I'm a Christian in human terms, not just because I was born to Christian parents and raised in a Christian home, but because, as I have grown up, I have seen the goodness, the truth, and the beauty that is evident inside the body of Christ, which we call the church. I have been shown such great love by Christians, both here in Watsika and all of the days of my life leading up until this point, and I'm sure you are the same. To put it expressly, explicitly, the more love that I've been shown by Christians, the more I know that Jesus Christ is true. And I think that showing love in the name of Jesus Christ is one of the best ways to witness, that we do witness and evangelize even of the truth of the gospel and our faith in him. When as Christians we do our best to do good to others, imperfect and marred by sin though it is, we are pointing them to the Savior whose name we bear. When we pray for them, we are doing this. When we help them, we are doing this. When we act charitably toward them, we are doing this. Because we are thereby walking in the light and confessing the light and with God's help, drawing others to live in that light with us. To him be all glory now and forever. Amen.